Alright mech warriors, jump inside your mechs and get ready for another Battletech episode, this time with a very special guest. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. Uh, today we have a really special guest on for you. He is the man, the myth, the legend who brought us the term two thin coats. I'd like to welcome and introduce Mr. Duncan Rhodes. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's two thin coats. That's going to be on my headstone, that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's iconic now. Yeah. 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 Um, didn't intend it to be, but, you know, I suppose catchphrases, the, uh, uh, the best ones are the unintentional ones, I think. <laughs> very true very true so today we're talking all about that uh sweet sweet battle tech and we noticed that uh duncan was jumping in uh you may have seen his post there a little while back of him holding up a clan invasion box definitely sparked some uh conversation in the community so yeah yeah, I was uh, I was quite excited to pick up that box, but uh, I guess we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I guess um, first things first, just you know, uh, as a quick intro, uh, what's been what's been new on your hobby plate? What's the recent thing you've been working on? Um, for me, um, I think uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, I've been doing because <laughs> my job is quite closely tied to my own hobby, as you can probably imagine. Um, so the main stuff I've been doing recently is working on our paints, which uh, are very soon to uh, be launching via a Kickstarter. Um, so I've been painting lots of miniatures with those paints. Um, so that's kind of the main thing I've been doing. And on the side, I've been finding a bit of time to paint some things for myself. So um, there's been a little bit of battle tech and some Elder Scrolls Call to Arms as well. Um, so those are the two things I've been mainly working on for the time being. But there are some other projects that are shouting at me that I've not gone back to for a while. So <laughs> you know how it is. Too much to do, not enough time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's... The same. What, what have you been working on recently? <laughs> same kind of thing. Almost everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, now, right now, I'm just kind of sitting down to work on some Necromunda. Mm -hmm. and uh, continuing on my white scars as well for uh, Horus Heresy. Oh, very nice, very nice. And, uh, of course, there's always room for more mechs now that uh, mm -hmm. things have popped off with the Kickstarters and whatnot. So Yes, yes. I've been seeing this on Facebook, everybody receiving these enormous piles of stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah see, they've <laughs> leaned in quite heavily to these Kickstarters. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah. When it comes to when it comes to Kickstarters, guys are pretty. They get pretty hyped, you know. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's good. It's good. I know I'm quite happy. So. <laughs> oh yeah, quite the haul for sure. <laughs> yeah. What What did you get out of out of this stuff? How, how much stuff? Oh, I'm probably gonna say at least another fifty max, at least. Um, mainly clan max. <laughs> Whole bunch of yeah, <laughs> whole bunch of your spear. Um, I get the feeling you're a fan. Yeah, big fan. Uh, grew up with it, so it was kind of kind of my thing. Um, 
ended up getting you end up getting a whole bunch of posters and pins and and, and uh, patches and whatnot. So, uh, but we'll be showing all that stuff actually in probably next week here. Uh, I have an unboxing video for it with some close-ups of the mi uh, miniatures and whatnot too. So, mm. yeah, mm. be uh, pretty pretty fun to put out there. So, yeah, no, no don't, no, don't. <laughs> so, what? Uh, have you always been a fan of of BattleTech Duncan? Like, have you were you a fan like back in the day, or was it kind of just something that grew on you throughout? You know playing all the hobbies and whatnot like all the games um well it's always been kind of on my radar to some extent or another um it's i i don't think at least the perception i have is that it's not as big in the uk as it is in america it seems to be like um like you know in the way that warhammer is kind of like very very british i guess because it's you know from nottingham and all um i get the feeling that battletech is very much like that but really it's core you know base is in america so over here the kind of things i would see from it were mostly the video games so i actually first encountered it with the snes video game um when i was ooh, what eight years old um have you guys ever played this game it's just called mech warrior oh mech yeah warrior? oh yes Classic. yeah yeah i remember seeing that in the covers in a rental shop and i saw it and it was like, wow robots with guns for arms so <laughs> i rented it and uh, it seems to be an absurdly hard game. Uh, <laughs> it's like you're dropped onto the map, and then immediately bad guy mechs appear. And you're just like firing everything you've got, immediately hoping that you kill them before they kill you. <laughs> so, but I enjoyed it because I thought it was quite fun. Um, but I, I was aware through seeing magazines and things, because there was no internet at this point. So through seeing magazines, there was um, one called MechWarrior 3050, I think it was. Okay. And that yeah. one, yeah, it had the picture of the Mad Cat on it, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was like it looks really cool. I remember thinking that you know why is that not not in the game that I've played? Um, because I kind of always gravitate towards the mechs that look a little bit less humanoid and look more like actual you know machines. Um, so I thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, it'd be great to play that, but I never really got the chance. Um, and then a, few, a number of years later, um, do you remember when you used to get gaming magazines that would come with a demo disc? With a bunch of demos different games on yeah yeah and um, i got one of those and it had the demo for mech warrior 3 on there and i was like oh i remember that so i installed it and stuff and the difference between what i'd played in the snes and what this pc game was completely blew my mind and i was like this is amazing um and you know it was just a, i think it was one scenario in the training mission and i kind of got used to the controls but i thought it was so cool that i saved up my money yeah, i put my pocket money for it and i found a um a second-hand copy in my local like game shop in in town and so i bought it and installed it and it just it was amazing the um the for anyone who's not played macquarie 3 the um the real joy in it is how strong the narrative is of it because when you're actually playing the mission it's quite you know cookie cutter kind of blowing up your targets or whatever yeah. um but it's the it's the voice acting of things the way people talk to each other and the especially the briefings that you get before the missions like the um, the opening cinematic is like amazing and then you get the initial briefing thing where you're trying to land on this planet as you're hunting down the smoke jaguars and you're seeing things like dropships getting shot down in orbit and stuff through cameras and it's all fuzzy <laughs> and stuff like that and then you get like told um all right lance leader uh we think everything's gone a bit wrong but you're probably going to make splashdown near this village right here so um expect light resistance uh, we're going to come down about this point. We'd really appreciate if you get to us as quick as you can. And you're like, okay. 
then it like you know loads up and you get the the power up noise happen and you get the little robot voice saying you know reactor online and all this kind of stuff and it's i was like just standing in the shower yeah, exactly yeah. yeah and you're standing in the shallows and you sort of look over and you can see a little fishing village and i was like this is really weird because you know, i was used to 40k by this point and i kind of encountered that sort of stuff but to be presented with a video game like this what had you in the seat of this high-tech machine and then over there was a little fishing village and you could hear the seagulls and there's little boats and stuff like that and there's little people running around the town and then you like press forward on the throttle and it starts lumbering you know and the cockpit starts shaking and stuff and i was like this is amazing so metcoria 3 has become one of those video games that i'll always come back to things like um same with games like final fantasy 7 you know every now and then i'll replay it all the way through and whilst graphics and things have moved on there's something about the soul of the game that just draws me to it so yeah so i played that and um i kind of became aware of asa as the corporation the little logo that was on the box yeah. because that was also on crimson skies which was another video game that i really enjoyed and through crimson skies i discovered on virus website that that was a board game which then led me back around to battletech being a board game um and i wasn't aware that battletech and mech warrior were the same thing um so yeah it was kind of like a roundabout way so it was how old would I have been? I would have been about 17 or so when I started seeing the mech miniatures, and I wouldn't have been in my early 20s before I actually got any of the models themselves. Um, nice. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how I found my way into it. And it, you know, I just walked in and suddenly saw there's all these books and novels and just stuff. And it, it feels um, to me, and still does, that it's almost like a big role playing game universe with a war game in it rather than a, a role-playing game coming out of the war game so it's quite it feels quite unique in that way to me so yeah it's always got this sort of like strange allure to me um but i've never been able to be around people who play it as well so my gaming in it's very limited but i have read a, a chunk of the background so i'm not i'm no expert by any means but i'm familiar <laughs> with it you know i can uh i can use the lingo waff uh, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's quite the quite in depth universe. Uh, that's for sure. And there's lots mm. lots of resources and yeah, and I, I'm amazed by the detail of it. And um, I, I remember playing in in Macquarie Three when like the clanners are talking to each other, like them being called Smoke Jaguars meant nothing to me early on and stuff. And when they're like, Star Colonel, things are going wrong. And I was like, oh, he must be important. He must be in charge of like a whole system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know any of it or anything like that. I figured out a Lance was a, a unit of mechs, so that was on my side. But um, yeah, it wasn't until much later that I started piecing all this stuff together and kind of getting my head around what it all was. Yeah, but yeah, I, I find it fascinating. I, I, I kind of, my main initial drop into the game was when um, I was actually working in Games Workshop Retail. And um, I just wanted to try something that was a little bit different because every day I was doing Warhammer stuff. Um, so I thought I'd take a bit of a look into it. So I picked up some of the miniatures, I picked up some of the books and things like that, read about it. I ran a game or two of MechWarrior for some of my mates, um, but I never really, you know, stepped into it as a wargaming thing. And then kind of my life took a different direction and things and stuff happened. So um, I sort of just kind of was playing other things, but I was always aware of it um, as an entity. Um, and kind of like interested in what was going on. But uh, because of then I got the job in Games Workshop Studio and my life was very much heavily involved in that. And there were so many other games there. And, you know, even having left Games Workshop now, there's lots and lots of games up there and they're all, I've, I've got a lot of plates spinning when it comes to, you know, <laughs> keeping tabs on everything that's going on. So the, the Kickstarter and stuff completely, 
you know, I completely missed it all. Um, so it was only just by chance recently that some people started saying, oh, we should take a look at this. And so I did. And I was like, what? <laughs> What's <laughs> happened? What's all this stuff? Uh, so, yeah, I'm good. I would have really bought into some of the Kickstarter stuff to see the reimagining of it because, you know, I, I don't have that emotional attachment really to some of the old sculpts or anything. But um, some of the redesigns, I really love them, like the, the dragonfly. I yeah. thought it looked a bit yeah. dumb in the old artwork, but the new version of it, I love. So, yeah, I would have thrown quite a bit of money at this, I think, if I'd been aware of it. <laughs> well, that's yeah, awesome. there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of nice work they've done. I'm, I'm super glad that they've uh, come out with it again and, and just revamped everything from model-wise, because like you said, that, that emotional attachment to the old miniatures... Uh, you know, in my head, I have this vision of that old miniature. I'm like, oh yeah, it was so awesome, it looked great. And then I go look mm -hmm. at it now. I'm like, ooh, what was mm -hmm. I thinking? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I remember back when I was uh, in the early 2000s when I was first like buying the models. I remember I really liked the Orion for the video game, so I wanted to get it. So I looked it up on Ironwind Metals, and then Ralpath of Europe actually is where you get them from in the UK. And I saw the original Orion miniature, and it's kind of like got a bit of a dancing pose going on. I was like, oh, oh man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, but then I saw they did an updated one, which looked much, much better. So I, I picked that one up. So, yeah, it, it's um, it's fascinating seeing how long running it's been going and that it just keeps on going. And it's not the rules don't appear to have significantly changed over time. Um, it's a very unusual kind of almost artifact of wargaming as a, as a hobby, I think. Um, yeah, I almost like the history of the game itself seems to be like a really interesting subject besides the, the lore of the universe that it's set in. No, very true. Very true. Yeah, so I was gonna say speaking of uh speaking of Kickstarters, uh for those who may not know, um uh, Duncan has the painting academy rolling. And uh, to touch base on those paints, uh, the Kickstarter actually drops for that on September 7th, I believe. Yep, this coming Tuesday. Yep. Um, yeah. So when people listen to this, it might already be going. It's um, true. So it's true. Yes. Yes, be sure to go and take a look. Um, it's, uh, it's very exciting. So um, it's for, for Roger and me. So Roger is the guy who um, I work with. Uh, we used to work together at Games Workshop for like years and years doing the painting videos he's basically the guy who sort of developed the system as to how we do it and um is the editor of all the videos and things and he trained me to be the presenter for you know for what we were doing so very much the painting video things his vision really how it all came together um so yeah the two of us doing it independently and we always dreamed of oh wouldn't it be cool if we could have like our own range of hobby stuff like we could you know make the paints how we want them to be and can actually do what they want and stuff and then the opportunity came along and transatlantis games came to talk to us and this was exciting because what they were proposing was making a range from the ground up rather than just like relabeling existing paints or anything so all the paints are completely new and there are colors that you'll you know ones will be very close to what you're familiar with there'll be ones that are very different as well um but they're all very much designed for the way i paint stuff which i'm sure people will have seen in a video or at some point um to see how I approach things and the design for that kind of thing. So I have actually painted a mech with those paints. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, a vulture is what I painted with them. Um, nice. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That'd be cool to see. 
No doubt. Yeah, yeah. very exciting. Very exciting. I know, yeah, we've been kind of looking and chatting about that as well once I saw kind of the, uh, the video drop for it on the page. So I definitely will be uh, keeping my eyes out for that on Tuesday. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, nice. it's, it's nice to always, you know, uh, support content creators and not to mention, yeah, a new, a new paint system is always exciting as well. So, yeah, well, we, we hope they're good user friendly kind of things, um, you know, nice clear design as to how to use them and um, then just do what you want them to do. So, you know, no like things being too thin or anything like that, you know, just like allow you to, to paint really. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. It's certainly something that we, never thought we'd get the opportunity to do but being able to do it is um it's been really exciting and a lot of work at the same time <laughs> oh i can imagine <laughs> yeah yeah i've been a very busy guy these last few months but no, it's good it's, uh, it's exciting to see it all come into fruition now and hopefully i'll have a bit more time to start painting some of my own toys again because i've got a lot of stuff to catch up with <laughs> no, <don't, laughs> probably no, just no. as well i didn't sign up because the mountain of stuff to do right now would be absurd <laughs> definitely definitely can relate yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I was also going to say um, if people are tuning in and they haven't checked out the uh, Painting Academy yet, uh, you can definitely do that. Uh, last I checked, I believe it was £4 for a month, and it unlocks that's all correct. the. Uh, uh, painting tutorials and um, like a bunch of videos, work in progress stuff, paint lists. Did you want to uh, elaborate a little bit more onto what it's all about? Yeah, sure. So, um, so to allow us to sustain ourselves, Roger and I decided to go for a membership website, um, which essentially is dedicated to um, teaching people painting techniques and um, showing them being applied to miniatures. Um, so what it is is uh three pounds 99 a month and that gives you access to everything that's on the site which at this stage is over 150 videos um and these tutorials go from really short things where it'll be like how to do a basing technique on a miniature for example like how to do a red planet base and we go into the detail of using all sorts of different bits and pieces to create the texture of it and stuff and then start coloring it and things and um allow you to create all these different kinds of environments for things that you want to paint yeah, but then they go up to very extensive ones. So um, we've got, for example, a long video on painting um, Bellacore from Warhammer and Warhammer 40,000. Um, and this is there's numerous big miniatures like that that we do. Um, so, the, you know, these, some of these videos can be up to an hour long. Some of them can be just a few minutes long. But there's, there's a lot of them. And, yeah, they cover a wide variety of content and all kinds of different games, um, which is going to include Battletech uh, soon. And um, there is also, I know you guys talk a lot about um, Bolt Action. So we've got a load of World War II stuff on oh, there yes. as well. Um, so, yeah, we try and make it as um, clear and concise as possible and as user friendly as possible. So if you're new to miniature painting or you struggle a bit with it or you want to learn something new, um, it's a website entirely revolved around helping you achieve the results in the miniatures that you want to achieve. So you can you know, feel really proud of them and then show up to your friends with them. Um, on the website, too, we have a forum on there where people can talk and share and ask us questions and whatever. Um, we have competitions running there, too. Um, we also have a, um, a reference gallery. So for every miniature we paint, we have a high definition picture of it on front and back. Um, so you can see, you know, in, in detail what we've painted and what colors. So you just got like this useful reference to lean on whilst you're painting your models. Um, we're open to requests for people if they want to know certain things. So that's a, um, always an option on there. And 
Yeah, we've uh, we've recently also had some companies um, approach us with um, offers for our members, which has been nice. So um, it's just finished now, but recently a company called Parabellum had like a free offer for all the members where they just typed in this code on their website and they got a free box of stuff. So yeah, we get to do lots of stuff like that. But it, it's all designed, as I mentioned, it's all about teaching you the skills you want to know um, so that you can get great results on your miniatures. That's awesome. Yeah. You can yeah, find the website really at, uh, at duncanroads.com, um, which always irks me saying that because it feels so weird having my name as an, an email address, uh, an internet address. But that was Roger's idea in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wicked. We'll definitely make sure we post links uh, in the description. So mm -hmm. uh, to the um, to the Academy site, to the Facebook page, and uh, your Instagram. So yeah, guys, if you're interested, definitely check out the description. Uh, what I like about just hearing that is I like that there's nothing behind a like a tiered like paywall. I like that you have yeah. all the content out right then and there as soon as you buy mm -hmm. in. Absolutely, yeah. We, we didn't like the idea of kind of splitting it up. Um, we just want, want to keep it simple. And if someone's willing to support us, then we want them to have access to everything. So, yeah, there's no like additional buy-ins or anything like that. Literally, it's... Three nine nine, you got access to everything for that month, and if you want to continue membership, you can do. If you don't, you don't have to. Um, so yeah, we try and make it as open and as honest as possible. Yeah, no, that's excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. Excellent. Yeah, for anyone following this who's into the BattleTech stuff, yes, we will soon have a video on painting uh, a miniature <laughs> from that. And on my Instagram, you'll see my own ones appearing there as well because I've been busy painting some up for my first proper game, which I'm very excited about. Oh, very nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the system uh the gaming system itself has is such an intricate um you know amount of details and um, mm. i know like when when we first well i started a long time ago but just this year when a whole bunch of the friends and buddies started getting interested into BattleTech, mm. it was like okay guys <laughs> It has as many books as Warhammer 40k has. So <laughs> just to let everybody know, just start with these, you know. Um, so as we're, you know, going along and playing, everybody's super excited to, to get into it. They're painting. It's probably, I think it's probably the first gaming system that all these new players have jumped in and they're all starting off with painted miniatures, mm. right? which is, it's a great feeling, right? So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it definitely seems it's got like a magic about it if everyone's got the stuff painted. Oh, Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I know, uh, I know, with myself and Bill, um, we had some good Mech Warrior history together as well. You know, on PC and whatnot. Mm. And mm. Um, Bill's always heard the story. I've always talked to him about the stories of the old days with you know BattleTech and even the cartoon and everything. <laughs> mm. But uh, <laughs> once, yeah, yeah once, see, you've been into it for a long time, then. Yes, yeah, yeah. The uh, late '90s, pretty much. I was playing with a whole bunch of uh, actually two buddies that got me into it. Mm -hmm. and then, um, yeah, I kind of played it for about five years, and then it kind of just petered off. And then it was always there in the distance. Just there was really nobody into it or playing it at the moment. Mm -hmm. until until literally this year where it just exploded so mm. um it's pretty cool and then to see like being a you know being an old player and then having all these guys come in and starting the game 
but at the same time, it's been so long. I'm kind of starting with them, mm -hmm. you know, all over again, which is mm -hmm. uh, is great to see. So I mean, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Your first game, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting things that are going to happen. There'll be yeah. maybe a headshot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Um, so I got the uh, the quick start game because um, I wanted to buy the Armored Warfare box. Yeah, or the armored combat box, and I can't find it anywhere, which I assume is because of all the new players that suddenly gone into it. Yeah. Um. So I yes, yeah, so I picked up the the one with two mechs in, and I painted them up, set it all up, and I had a game with them. And um, the actual core system of it looks like it's quite simple, but I'm sure there's a lot that will get layered on in the proper game. But um, I've looked at the numbers and stuff, and I realise these clan mechs I've got are a lot more powerful. But at the same time, I'm like. Um, so the the game I'm going to be playing is um, it's going to be seven thousand for the battle value, and all okay. I've got is two mechs and two stands of elementals, and I kind of think to myself, I'm aware that the inner sphere can have a lot of stuff for this number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hmm, yeah, I'm bracing myself. It feels like I'm going to be horrifically outnumbered, and I'm going to suffer because of it. But uh, uh, <laughs> everyone also tells me that mech, uh, clan mechs are, are way, way, way better than the sphere ones at this point. So. Oh yeah yeah so. yeah <laughs> i know bill uh bill can uh mention like the first game we had um go ahead bill you can uh with the uh, five player game that we had yeah too. we kind of had a five a five player intro game and it was uh three inner sphere mechs versus uh two clan mechs and mm -hmm. you know being outnumbered it's kind of you're immediately kind of on the defensive but believe it or not even though we were outnumbered by mechs and uh, we used we used the battle value, it was fairly balanced in the sense where we're like we really didn't feel too outgunned. Um, just the difference in technology for the clans themselves, like uh, the heat is way way better. Like you're you're not generating as much heat. Your weapons are a little bit longer range. You're doing a bit more damage. It actually evens out quite a bit. So I, I think you'll be surprised. Um, the inner sphere player will probably have a little bit more than you, like you mentioned, but I think you'll be able to uh, hold your own quite well with the uh, advanced technology, double heat sinks, and everything else. So, oh, certainly go for it. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of curious to see how it all works because I've read about it for so long, but an actual setup game of it is something I've not yet done. So, I think it's going to be, you know, exciting experience to see how it goes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to play in character as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think uh, it's funny you say that because I know um, me and Bill, we've had a couple of one-on-ones and we both played clan against each other. And uh, yeah, the clan honor kicks in when we're playing like that. And it's literally one-on-one <laughs> -on -one battles. Right? Yep. Yep. But, I, but I, do know that, I do know that five-player game we had those uh, inner sphere sea rats definitely did not play honorable. There was no honor. <laughs> yeah. so. so I guess the so it seems to me if you play in the theme of it, um, it's not necessarily a balancing thing, but uh, a wily inner sphere player could definitely take advantage of it to get a huge edge. Seems to me to be what it's meant to be like. Is it, was it designed to be kind of a balancing factor? Hmm. I don't think it really was designed to be that. I think that was more of um, just them kind of putting the aesthetics in for like, this is what the clans were like. 
right? This is how they they fought. They would engage mm. one-on-one targets, and then if their opponent, you know, pretty much disgraced them by teaming up or something on them, then, you know, okay, I wash my hands of this. Now we're really fighting. Now we're targeting mm. everybody. So, mm. um, as for yeah, as for Bell, I don't think it was. I could be wrong, but uh, mm. in in the games that I've played, I've never really had that kind of come up from other players. But again, like you said before, early on, there is a atmosphere of like role playing to the game as well, mm-hmm. right? And and the beauty of the game as you get into it and as you start looking at some of these other resource books and whatnot, they actually have tons and tons of resource to make it into a role-playing game where the game is Battletech, but they also have this mech warrior portion of it where there's actually more detail to your to your mech warrior himself or herself, mm-hmm. right? The pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different abilities, different stats. When I first started playing back in the day, that's how my friend introduced it to me as we were playing Battletech, but he introduced it with Mech Warrior. So, um, you know, my pilot, he was just becoming a Mech Warrior for a clan. And we went through a, a trial of position trying to, to acquire a certain mech for battle that I would pilot. Hmm. And my, my character had a whole bunch of skills and he had more skills to actually work with being an elemental pilot. So, <laughs> so it was it was pretty neat, and and then the game, the beauty thing about the game is, you have options to do so much with it. Be it you just want to play it tabletop and just battle out. You want to do an RPG kind of thing for it. You want to do a campaign kind of thing for it. You want to play clan or sphere, different eras. So yeah, it, it's a whole, whole universe of discovery in this game. So. Which you know, I'm excited to to see everybody kind of jump into and be like, I want to do this. I want to yeah. play campaign, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks to me like playing campaign of it would be a, um, an amazing amount of fun. Um, especially if everyone's playing as different factions with all sorts of different options available to them. Um, because inevitably you're going to then lean into the, the character of your faction. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure will cause plenty of friction. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it already has. Actually. Already yeah. has, yeah. It's, it's all about Crusaders for Life, okay? That's yeah. that's how we're rolling. It's the Warden way. It's the Warden way. Yeah. Well, I um, so when I was like, so I got this box, um, which I love, by the way. I love these self-enclosed kind of boxes that contain all the stuff inside them. So my plan is basically to paint the starter box. Um, and uh, I was going to do Wolf. Yeah, Clan Wolf, and I was going to go for Beta Galaxy because of that classic color scheme and the really yeah. nice colors they have on that canopy. So I actually, I planned on doing that, um, and then um, I kind of I got talking to some of the people I'm going to play against and stuff. One of them's got some Clan Wolf, is what they're going to do, and I was like, oh, okay, so you know, we're both the same. But then I was like, oh, but I know about Smoke Jaguar from playing Mech Warrior Three, and I know about them, you know, their, their story and what happens to them and stuff like that. And I was like, actually, it'd be really fun in a campaign setting to be a Smoke Jaguar. Because you'd just be a bit of an arsehole. You know? <laughs> like the Waltz guy's got to be like, right, we're on the same side. Um, we're the ones who are in charge, and we've got this great plan, and it's all brilliant. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to do the opposite. 
because I'm Jaguar and I hate you. <laughs> I just thought it'd be really fun just to keep on like jamming up all the plans and the strategies and stuff because I want to I want to show the wolves up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I had a, a sudden swerve and I've now been painting up Jaguars instead. So I plan to play their character, you know, to the hilt. I want to be really like aggressive, all about challengers. And if anyone dares to break the honor of this, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to wreck you so hard. No matter what it costs me, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> no, and that's very true. Bill, if you thought Jade Falcon were bad, oh, <laughs> you start reading some Smoke Jaguar stories and what they do, especially like Duncan said, when the honor is broken, they are they're fanatics they're just yeah. fanatics. like they they will headhunt they will headhunt the hq of the enemy no matter what yeah well i read i read a story that they have some uh, well just a little summary of it that they have some elementals who if like the honor rules are broken they all send this group of elementals to go and kill the enemy commanders yeah um, it's like a revenge thing for it and you can imagine the inner sphere but like literally no idea what they've done wrong <laughs> yeah they uh they doesn't matter if there's like civilians there or whatnot they just they go in and they literally take out their targets like it's like a hit squad pretty much yeah but, yeah that's awesome and then uh i think it's is it paul moon i believe is their con hmm. and he's i think he's like an actual elemental pilot as well hmm. so um but yeah i remember when i when i first played that was my clan uh, back in, in the day there and then uh, eventually once I started going to lore and found out that you know they kind of get wrecked so, <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh I gotta pick someone else <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah clan wolf for me mm -hmm. and, uh, the the ancient rival Mr. Bill there has uh, clan Jade Falcon oh yes mm -hmm. so so what's the what's the thing about Jade Falcons now? I don't really know much about their lore. Well, they uh, <laughs> they're sneaky. They're um, so their their whole thing uh, back when Kerensky was um, they're pretty much picking what clan would have his blood name. Hmm. And originally, I believe it was supposed to go to Jade Falcon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then something happened. I can't remember exactly what, but then... There was a mission that they came back from, but it, they didn't uh, perform as well as it was expected. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kerensky ended up actually siding with Clan Wolf at the time to mm -hmm. uh, pass his blood name, and it caused quite the, uh, quite the friction between the two different groups. Yeah. Oh, they're upset by that. I see. Okay. Yeah, and that and that kind of continues on throughout the whole um, history and universe and the eras of of BattleTech even to right now, which is the uh, Ill Clan era. Mm -hmm. It's set in like I don't know thirty one sixty eight or something like that, way back there. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, it's you continuously read a lot of the stories. Um, where it's Clan Wolf, Jade Falcon, they're bunting heads all the time, kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's it's all down to that blood name, pretty much. <laughs> I see. Like one little thing happened so long ago, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, the grudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice how it works, though, because, like you said, it really does add that extra flair on the tabletop. Um, I know 
many many times like whenever we're having games it's uh always a driving force we've even talked about in uh, some of the events we're planning on doing for BattleTech specifically about even uh, having like a uh, almost like a mini tournament and competing um, for blood names that's a cool yeah. idea so guys can come yeah. out and yeah compete try and get some honor for their clan and get a blood name and go from there so i found in all the sort of gaming experiences i've had the ones that are the most um exciting for a group is when you do these campaigns like what you're describing there these like little competitions and things um because it creates a narrative that becomes very personal to you guys and it's something then that you'll always remember and you'll always refer back to um i've got something like that with a, a warhammer fantasy campaign i did with some friends a number of years ago now and um yeah we still think back to it it's still like got these oddities that wouldn't normally happen in a regular pickup game um but it makes it seem more special somehow I can definitely see that Battletech's got a lot of that built into it. Um, so I do hope I'm going to be able to explore it um, with some of these games. Because uh, it's it just looks so much fun. It looks so good. Oh, for sure. Oh, it is. It, and the nice thing about it is it, it's just like, even if you're just sitting down with a couple of buddies and, you know, having a brew or whatever, just hanging out, it's mm -hmm. one of those games where you just, you just roll out, have fun with it, even if you don't finish it, because the games can be a little bit longer just due to mm -hmm. the mechanics mm -hmm. you're always going to be having fun with it right so a lot of laughs you know and then yeah. those uh, shock moments were like oh you know <laughs> you just took out my engine you know <laughs> ammo explosion takes you out yeah 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 <laughs> what do you mean you headshot my brand new mech right like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the little practice game i was doing um it was the uh, the Wolverine was winning against the um, the Griffin, the two Mexico in that box set, and the Griffin scored a lucky headshot, and the Wolverine killed it. Go! Oh, that's the end of that game, then I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's how quick the fortunes can change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that that battle that uh, me and the last battle me and Bill had against each other, like it was clan on clan, Wolf Falcon, of course, and. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what happened in that game. We were slugging it out, got really close quarters. Bill was trying to maneuver to my one side to do more damage on that side. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, took your head out on your <laughs> yeah, mat. Lucky headshot. <laughs> lucky headshot, right? And then it's like, boom, <laughs> at the same time, at the same phase, boom, I took your leg out. And then on the other side, the other two combatants, you know, it was the same kind of thing, except there was no headshot this time. It was just, Boom! I took your leg out, and it's like, oh my goodness, everything's crippled, everything's hurting. You know? <laughs> so there's a couple of bondsmen that day, I think. So oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so someone like coming into now looking at um, assembling a star, um, I suppose same goes for a lance. Um, your average game, right? Would that be um, if clans are involved, it'd be one star. Um, or is it normal to have smaller groups? Because, um, like I say, in this points game that was setting up, I can only get a few stuff. I've only got a Mad Cat and a Grendel and then these two elemental stamps. Um, but would you normally play at a bigger level where you have a full group of five? You can. Um, I think, what was it? Uh, the one game I played, I was actually playing Intersphere. The, the, the opponent was had a, had a, a star, hmm. and he had... I think he had two lights two mediums and then an assault 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he had five mechs, and then my inner sphere force had seven. So you know, I had a few more, a few more than him, and and some of mine were a bit bigger, right? Mm-hmm. But the only problem was uh, because there's a there's a, a master unit list which is it's online. You can adjust your uh, gunnery and piloting skill, which increases the cost of your mech. So it depends on, you know, if you're running just plain gunnery and plain uh, piloting skill. If you go up to five mechs in in a star, either you're going to have like a couple big ones and some like um, heavies and salts and, and li- a few more lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game will definitely it will definitely take longer, right? So. No. Um, we've played, I think, I think the most I've played is 8,000 battle value for just myself. And then one of our smaller ones, I think was six, 6,000 battle value. So yeah, as for clan, you'll probably only get, like you said, a couple mechs, right? And they won't even be, they won't even be large mechs. They'll be mediums, lights, maybe heavy. Um, But as for a star, yeah, like you're probably looking at for a decent sized force. I'm going to probably say 10,000 battle value for clans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's a lot of battle value, but you know, you have to take in, okay, you know what? I want to increase my Mad Cat or my Timberwolf to uh, pilot skill three, four now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're using the battle value thing. So yeah. it's yeah. there's different, wa- different ways of playing. Like, do you want to just pick mechs and run then you know by all means right it could be it could be a little off just because of the tech mm-hmm. but me and bill i know we found battle value to be pretty legit pretty pretty balanced so yeah it does yeah. help a lot yeah yeah okay well that's um that's what the people want to go with i think so yeah i'll i'll roll with that um yeah, and I wonder, like, so how would you go about then if you're creating your lance or star or whatever? Do you, like, have certain roles that you try and fill within that unit? Um, or do you just, like, go, I'm going to have all heavies because it's a heavy lance or whatever? Mm. It, it It's just, it's kind of like any other building for armies, right? So um, mm. if you want some lights to be skirmishers or to, they have that role of being uh, able to visibly see targets because you can, um, f- you know, uh, indirect fire with missiles. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a visual from another mech kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also other equipment like uh, it's called NARC. It's literally just a, a dumb fire missile that hits the opponent and now he's marked. So now mm-hmm. missiles, missiles will get a bonus to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mediums, they're, they're definitely the ones to take out lights. Um, they're not really the the guys to to stand in a, a long prolonged fight because they tend to not have the best weaponry, hmm. and some of the mech's armors are okay, but they can't they can't take large hits, right? Hmm. So heavy mechs is is your role is those are your that's your workforce right there. Those are the guys hmm. that are going to be able to move decently, throw out some good firepower. They'll be able to take good hits. One on one with an assault, sometimes they can do well, um, especially if it's like the lower tiered, like lower uh, tonnage assaults that are closer to heavies. 
Um, but you know, I, I probably wouldn't put a, uh, a vulture up against a, a direwolf or a dashi. So <laughs> that's, that's just a slaughter. Um, but yeah. And then of course your, of course your salt, depending if you're playing your sphere clan, um, inner sphere salts are really, really slow. Mm. So, um, and then clans they're they are slow, but they're, they're still able to kind of keep up with the battle. Right. And mm. usually, usually they have the longer range weapons and, and more of them. So a lot of times they're, they can be just weapon platforms hiding in a section firing away. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But as for building, like, it's really up to you if you want to, you know, if, if you prefer certain weaponry, um, mm. You know, if you like PPCs or if you like gauze rifles, because they you know generate not too much heat. Pulse rifles is the name of the game. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> medium large pulses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like a lot of the weapons have different. Um, they're almost kind of like keywords, but they'll tell you you know what's the bonuses to what they do, like and even yeah. the equipment. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. If you favor lasers, then you're probably going to be looking at mechs that have those kind of builds or try missiles, you know, same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But ultimately, up to you as to, to how you want to build your lance or your star or what role they, they will be. You know, you can, have, you can have a heavy star that is literally just, they go in for the grind, right? They're the mm. ones taking the hits. They're at the front line, mm. and they just they go as a good force while mm -hmm. everybody else is flanking. So mm -hmm. definitely have some experiments with it, I think. Um, oh, for yeah, sure. To pick up some other ones. And some of the models are so lovely. Um, I must admit, I get drawn towards the ones that were in uh, MechWarrior 3, because I know those ones better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's, what's your favorite one? My favorite, I think it's, uh, it's a bit of a tough one to pick out, really. I like the... Um, I like the bushwhacker. I like the uh, the mad cat, the um, the vulture. Um, I think the daishi is pretty cool, but I think I prefer the the slightly small ones to that. And I really like this new look dragonfly, um, which surprises me. I didn't expect it quite so much. Um, yeah, I really enjoy those. Uh, and yeah, the paint paint the model has been really fun. I I think it's um, you, you guys had much of the experience with the sort of softer plastic when you put the hot water on it and it becomes all flexible. Yeah, <laughs> I find that really fun to cut models apart and stick them back together and heat them up and repose them and stuff like that to create all the unique poses and things. So, yeah, so I've been having fun with that. So the Vulture I've got has been significantly reposed from the default one. Um, nice. Yeah, but it's painted as a Clan Wolf one now, so I'm like, ah, oh, oh, should I paint <laughs> it and repaint it? <laughs> yeah, I've gone for I've gone for New Galaxy, so all my mechs are like dark grey and red. Um, oh yeah, I, got, I think they look quite moody. I might have changed the basing colour because they sort of like fit it quite closely, so they sort of blend a little bit too much into the base, I think. But uh, you know, I th they'll do for now. They'll do for now. Can't go to my first game with unpainted miniatures after all. I'll never live it down. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. I I went with uh, Beta Galaxy for my Clan Wolf. Oh yes, so, uh, the the tan and the the grey with some mm. points of red here and there. So. Uh, mm -hmm. That's no, one thing too. Yeah. One thing mm -hmm. too. I've been I've been finding painting these mechs. I've been going with a lot of two tones. So. Mm -hmm. 
matches. It's it's been really fun. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, they are enjoyable to play. I, it's um, it's good in that it's you don't need to do very much for it, but you can certainly get carried away with the detail on these figures. Yeah, I can. really like putting on things like um, little hazard markings, you know, yep. little um, uh, Iron Warrior style uh, yellow and black hazard stripes and stuff. Um, I think doing little things like that adds lots to the the scale of the miniature. It makes you really you know, feel like it's a big robot, you know, with all these like warning, look out for all these moving bits and stuff. <laughs> yeah my favorite part of painting them that <laughs> it definitely does it adds it adds that little bit of detail and that's kind of what inspired me to want to do those um to put the elementals on the bases it just mm, makes I, them a little bit yeah, that, bigger it looks really good having a humanoid thing on the base certainly does give the impression that okay this, this is a big thing and it helps you and your mind scale it um, and a lot of that sort of stuff is often done in the basing, so it's a great way of adding an extra bit of character to it. Um, I've so far just been using texture paint to kind of create undulating landscapes on them and the occasional crater in the base. Nice. Um, yeah, which I think, think um, does the job, but I, I do like the idea of having some, having some little humans on there and some elementals and stuff. It's got to get some spare bases. Finding anything at the moment for the game is like finding gold dust. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same same thing here. It's been uh, pretty much sold out here in the city as well. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you'll have a couple books here and there. But um, I know, I think one of the places, uh, in one of the other cities here in our province, mm -hmm. they, they got a, a, a Kickstarter shipment in. I'm not sure if it was a personal one or if it was the actual store one. But, yeah, it was like there was a post and it was literally what's left and it's just like maybe a handful of like eight boxes <laughs> so it's just flying just flying so but it's good it's good news that they're 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 going to be releasing uh soon enough here in the next probably month and a half so the wave mm -hmm. two mechs mm -hmm. uh plus they have a, a big plan of restocking so uh, yeah i guess they're a bit taken aback with how many people have suddenly been buying into it <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're super. I I probably right now tell you right now if they were to open up the Kickstarter again, right mm -hmm. now, they probably would double what they did on the first round. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, um, yeah. I think a lot of people would jump into it now, especially with the actual miniatures being seen by people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people look at them and go, "Oh, yeah." You know, they'll, they'll approve of the style of it, and now they know people who are going to be playing it as well. Yeah, it certainly will appeal a lot. Yeah, what's well, all about that internet hype? Um, you know, the in the beginning I was kind of well, okay, that seems kind of cool, and then once I started seeing the models myself, and he came over, you know, pretty much threw all the propaganda at me, and I was like, well, okay, I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I convinced Bill to go with Jade Falcon. Oh, there's there was no convincing needed there. I uh, I knew where my loyalties lied. <laughs> oh, you guys just have so much fun when it's those two going up against each other. Do you prefer it when it's um, clan versus clan, or do you prefer it when it's like clan versus inner sphere? So I, I imagine the games are quite different. I I I love them both. Um, mm -hmm. They both have that uh, just being that mech warrior fighting each other, and you know it, it gives you for me it gives the feel of. Okay, I'm a I'm a clan warrior, right? I'm not a free birth scum. I'm mm -hmm. fighting with honor, right? And then as I'm playing like Inner Sphere, it's like 
I, who the heck are these guys, right? I am. You're yeah, you know, inner sphere scum, no. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, where, you know, Bill will be playing his, his clan and he'll like issue that bachal. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, you issue your what? You know? <laughs> and it's just like, you'll be playing, you'll be playing Bill, you know, he'll play honorable and, and then you can see he's trying to do these sneaky maneuvers of like, ah, oh, Jade Falcon is kicking in right now, is it? And then I'll come <laughs> out with my Steiner forces and like, no, this isn't happening. Okay, you two tell <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That's right about when all hell breaks loose. It's like, all right, we're double teaming then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but it gives a good, it's, for me, it's that story. It's, you know, when I play Intersphere as clan, it's it's all about the clans invading right at that point where the Intersphere caught off guard. And it, it, of course, it depends on like the error that we're playing too, right? So, because mm -hmm. there's, there's different tech depending on the era that you're playing. And of course, later on, as, as you progress, some of the tech gets, um, you get upgrades and, and different weaponry and equipment starts to come into effect. And then it gets to a point in uh, the later years where there's like a dark age mm -hmm. and you're, you're rolling around in like, forestry mechs with these big chainsaws because all <laughs> everybody's dismantled their armies and you know peacetime and all of a sudden war breaks loose again oh i see so they're having to like force them back into action yeah so um lots of good stuff like that but yeah clan versus clan or inner sphere versus clan or even sphere versus sphere it's just such an immersed uh universe that you just you get for me i get the feel of it right so i get mm -hmm. you know oh draconis combine you know okay my steiner forces are going in they've attacked our planet kind of thing like you know those those scum kind of thing let's go you know yeah yeah, yeah. hating the rivals <laughs> for sure we we definitely look forward to seeing you know um your progress in battle tech and definitely look forward to seeing more pictures and just hearing about you know how your first game went later on, and uh, we'll we'll definitely be keeping uh, an eye on all the different stuff coming out from the academy as well. So I'm, I'm awesome. yeah, really we'll looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So yeah, cool. And just wanted to say yeah, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the channel and uh, giving us some time. We we definitely appreciate having you here, and I'm sure the listeners are quite pumped to hear from you as well. It's uh, it's not every day, you know, you get uh, the man himself jumping on the podcast. So, are <laughs> oh, you too kind? Uh, but no, it's been really nice to talk to you guys. I do, uh, I do enjoy chats like this. You know, learning more about things and just seeing what people think about stuff. So, yeah, so, yeah I'll definitely, um, I'll be posting pictures of my uh, my Max and due course on my Instagram. And um, as I play games, I'm sure I'll be posting pictures of that too and telling people how it goes as well. So, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I might even send it to you guys for a bit of wisdom if, like, you know, I end up as just a pile of flaming wreckage. Uh, what do I do different? <laughs> Make Smoke Jaguar proud. <laughs> I will. Right. I will. I might lose, but I'm going to do it honorably. There you go. That's what it's all about. <laughs> well, awesome, sir. Well, yeah, thank you again, and we definitely will, uh, we will definitely touch base with you later. Absolutely. Great talking to you guys. For sure. Likewise. <laughs>